Hey, action live, coming to you from the studio. Good afternoon, Nick. This is Nolan, and we're you're live on a matter as a matter of fact. I'm stumbling over my words because it's been like two or three or four. No, it's probably only been two weeks since we've yeah. gotten together to do this. But how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm super excited because it's summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that we're in June and the weather is not raining anymore, you know, it's not like we're outside for a movie night and getting rained out. It's thunder and lightning. Yeah, it's actually, you can go on the river because it's hot enough to burn you, but wear sunscreen, but it's relaxing as well. So I'm pretty excited for all the summer plans that I have. But just to give you an update, do you have any summer plans? Well, just to, just to preface that, it is hotter than this podcast out there. Oh, dang. <laughs> that, was a, that was a burn. But uh, no pun intended. <laughs> now, I, I don't know. This summer, I'm just going to, I mean, have some plans coming up to do a little floating on the river. Yeah, it's what gonna, river is that? The Mississippi? The Amazon? This American River. American River. That's right, because we're Americans. Yeah. That's in Sacramento, for those of you yes, listening around the world. The American River is where we float, and it's going to be glorious because it's going to be hot, and we're going to have lots of people coming, and it's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to that. And other than that, I'm just kind of waiting to see what the summer brings. Nice. Yeah, I really love the summer weather, and, and getting more outside and water is fantastic. So doing anything related to water, whether it's like swimming in the lake, going in the pool, the river. Those drinking. Drinking waters. Yeah. It's glorious. Yes, that is the thing. It is so hot, you will get a headache if you're not drinking water. So stay hydrated out there, folks. Yeah, That's important. Stay hydrated and wear your sunscreen. Mm, lots of sunscreen. Double it up. Triple it up. And about this float that's coming up, I think it is so awesome that we have so many people going. But yeah. that just means we're literally going to have to like Dr. Seuss it out there with how we set up our rafts, you know, um, all those weird quirky machines and, and more like rednecking it probably. Hmm. But it's going to be super fun. The Redneck Yacht Club. Yeah, dude. Oh, definitely. <laughs> What's a good snack to bring on a float? Beef jerky. That's an expensive snack in general. I know though. it is expensive. If you, <laughs> I mean, if you I was thinking if you're, gummy bears, I can afford that. <laughs> gummy bears, the, yeah. they might get a little sticky, but you got to keep them on ice. Otter pops are also great, but the thing about otter pops is because they have so much sugar, they melt so quickly, mm-hmm. and then they're just done, and they're like yeah. liquid juice, which isn't always that great. I actually had for the first time yesterday uh, a drink at Taco Bell, which is not a sponsor yet, but they will be. Um, and it was like one of those really good, like, what was it? it was like an icy, talk about icy, but it's super sugary. So yeah, not sure if I'd recommend it, but okay, it was decent, but anyways, well, that's exciting. Looking forward to the summer. We hope everybody out there is also looking forward to the summer because whether you're in school or out of school, there's always something you can do to enjoy and relax and yeah, just, uh, live it up. But on that note, yes, if you're on Twitter, you're going on Facebook if you're listening to the news, there's going to be a chance that you are not enjoying or relaxing. You might actually get tense with some of the things that go on. And there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up in today's episode. I don't think things cause me to be tense necessarily, mm-hmm. but I think they give me pause and like, what is going on with our society? And honestly, I feel like that's what this podcast is really about, is us having conversation of just looking at what's happening in the culture and society and saying like, 
what is going on? And yeah. trying to rightly think through that. Yeah. Um, couple things happening. There's, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. There's some censorship going on on YouTube's part with like demonization on certain people. Oh yeah. And whether or not you agree with those people or their views, the fact that YouTube can't come up with a coherent statement on people violating their terms, it's very Orwellian in that sense. And I think that's just the main topic I kind of want to jump into when you have content creators Mm -hmm. and then artists in general, and they create something that you may disagree with. And I think the biggest issue here is not even, it's not even the thing that they create that we have a problem with. It's them. So an artist can create a great work or a content creator can make something. And then we can ultimately disagree with not the thing they created, but disagree with them. And then say, we want to like, boycott the thing and do that and i forgot to play our intro music <laughs> let's play it right now one of these things is not like the others like a rainbow with all of the colors baby doll when it comes to a lover i promise that you'll never find another like me and we all know it's all about taylor swift no it's all about me that's what the song's about come on Oh, you? Are you paying paying any attention to what I'm saying? Sorry, I I didn't realize that, but I know why you played that song. Pray tell. Because it's all about you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) No, but but I think that is a good example. We we just jokingly played that song because if you're a fan of Taylor Swift, you've probably heard that she's been in the news recently also for her statements on some political things which she hasn't been involved in, you know, for most of her musical career and now she's stepping into the political arena like many other celebrities and that's what we're going to dive into this uh, idea of the separating the creative versus the creator yeah and you're more of a creator than i am when it comes to these things i mean you have a youtube channel and obviously we have this that goes on uh you're the producer and i'd say the editor of this podcast so um What's your take on all of this? Well, I've just kind of recently heard about all of it on uh, some other YouTube videos I've watched, and I haven't really followed the like the the big hot debate right now that's come out, the, the hot topic on YouTube about them changing their policies or maybe not enforcing their policies that they currently have and kind of talking about tweaking them. Like you were saying, they've kind of created this destination for where they want to be but it's what the statement they put out um was very vague and it left a lot uh you know it left a lot to be desired i think it left left a lot of open for interpretation and i i don't know if they did that on purpose so they can be just more picky with whatever they want to um, censor or demonetize or block you know as far as content goes but if you haven't heard the whole issue kind of started with this uh, rant, I guess, uh, or complaints that came out for, uh, against uh, Steven Crowder, who's a comedian slash commentator on YouTube, has like over 3 million subscribers. And I've never watched his content, but uh, another YouTuber slash journalist uh, writer on Vox, uh, Carlos... I don't, I don't sure. remember exa- sorry, his exact last name, but he complained about Steven Crowder uh, in one of his videos where Steven Crowder was making a joke. He was joking. Uh, well, I, he was criticizing or critiquing this uh, this 
kind of like his fellow terror. Well, no, he was, he was criticizing, I guess, not just Carlos specifically, but Carlos's position on Antifa oh, and okay. how he was kind of uh, how Carlos's position. And I don't know if he was specifically talking about Carlos more than he was talking about Antifa, but basically he used some derogatory names to address Carlos and as Carlos, one does <laughs> right and Carlos got upset and as one does. complained and went on a Twitter rant and was complaining to YouTube and initially YouTube came out and said that none of Steven Crowder's content violated their terms of service and their policies and then Carlos complained some more and basically was just butthurt about you know getting made fun of really or just being picked on and it wasn't really from what i heard it wasn't even like harassment or hate speech for on crowder's part but it was um just the fact that it hurt his feelings or he didn't like it or maybe he just wanted to raise a stink and so youtube went back and they took uh you know they they took action against steven crowder and demonetized his youtube account and so a lot of YouTubers are, are nervous right now because they, they're going to see this. They, they call it um, Adpocalypse 2.0. Um. And so I guess it's happened in the past with, with uh, how they make money. And just YouTube's policies and their, their vagueness in their policies kind of... And, and just to preface, they are a private company. And we're not going to get into all the politics of what they should and shouldn't be able to regulate. But... YouTube creators are worried right now, especially the ones that actually monetize and make money off of their accounts, like make a living off their accounts. They're worried that they're going to be demonetized for saying anything. And so because YouTube's being so vague, they are worried about what they're going to, you know, consider hate speech uh, or harassment is, you know, a disagreement to a policy or somebody's view going to be considered uh, harassment or you know, hate speech or whatever. So uh, there's there's a lot of gray area right now, and a lot of YouTubers feel like this is going to open the the gates for other people complaining. And yeah, that, that's just kind of it's sad because we're, whether or not we agree with certain YouTubers on what the content is that they create, uh, you know, as long as it's not racist or uh, inciting violence, inciting or, violence, yeah, okay. or extremists kind of things. If they're just presenting a different argument than what the popular argument is, or the, a different viewpoint than what the popular current cultural viewpoint is, they, you know, that's it's sad that they're being targeted as the enemy, I guess, or the ones who do, that they should go after. And a lot of these guys make their living off. Yeah, of YouTube. I mean, couple thoughts on that is I don't. I don't know if we're, how are we now? How can we be confident we're going to make a living off YouTube? I mean, I don't have a YouTube channel, and now I'm concerned that I won't be able to make a living. But uh, no, more seriously. to the point, I mean, with the fact that YouTube hasn't been able to set clear boundaries right. and the clear you know lines being drawn, that is leaving these people in disarray with not knowing where they're going to be able to, what they're going to be able to say, what they're going to be able to do, how, how can they follow those rules if they're not in place. And from what I was looking up and reading on it, it seemed like YouTube said they're trying to figure it out still. Mm -hmm. And so that's also a difficult place to be. Um, one of my takes on this is if you, you disagree with somebody, you can always look away. 
I mean, there is, and this is the thing where it gets to, I think, a, a lot of art in a different aspect. Because right now we're talking about art and content that's created that you can see in like the everyday on the YouTube, on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on you know all of those. But there's also, I think, art in the public square that I think makes it more difficult to look away. But when you have these these means of art, mm. I think the main thing you can do if you disagree with something is to you can walk away from it. You can shut the computer screen. You can turn off your iPad. And of course, there's a lot of people that want to get fired up about this stuff. They want to make it their cause. But like we're talking about earlier in the podcast about going outside and, you know, when you're on the float in the summer, I think where the rubber really meets the road, if you start, you know, floating down the river and then you see a huge billboard and then that has something super offensive and that kind of art is something that we should be more focused on. And it comes up with, I think, monuments a lot nowadays. There's been interesting conversation about monuments and even more so what what I'd be interested in moving into now transitioning if you're interested if you're done with this topic or we can come back to it is you have actors or musicians and you have their works of art and now that something has happened with them where their name's been because of whatever they did um now their mm-hmm. names I'm trying to think of the right word for this degrade they basically don't have good standing anymore with society. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do now with their art? Specifically, I'm thinking of people like R. Kelly, Kevin Spacey, Michael Bill Jackson. Cosby, Michael Jackson. I mean, these are people who have done great works of art. And then because of their the things that they had, the actions they have done outside of their artwork, um, outside of the things they've created and the consequences that have come from that. They're no longer in those industries or they're facing jail yeah. time. Yeah. But then what do you do? Are you able to go back to that art and look at it purely for what it was? Or is it now tainted to a point where we should just throw it away? I think it's tainted depending on <clears throat> what kind of medium it is. Okay. And so, like, for example, Bill Cosby was a, he was a comedian and an actor. And his acting and a lot of the stuff he was in was family-oriented right. and family-related. <laughs> So you've got the Cosby show and you have like Fat Albert and, you know, a lot of the movies and stuff, all the things that he did as an actor were, were not really adult or they they were more family related. And I don't know about his comedy, but, you know, as a a star in the time that he, you know, was famous, he did a lot of things that families liked and, you know, considering his allegations and the stuff that he did behind the scenes as a human being, uh, you can't. You really can't go back and look at his work the same. And yeah. I don't even know. I and I and I'm probably would be in the majority if um, you know if I said that parents probably aren't comfortable showing their kids Bill Cosby stuff anymore, or even watching it themselves. Right. Uh, and on the counter to that, though, we know that Michael Jackson also did horrible things to children, and the things that came out about his life that people speculated for a long time. And after he died, you know, things came out that he just wasn't a very good human being in his personal life. He did a lot of things that, that were just, you know, I guess criminal and and not very civilized or, or good. You know, he just didn't do very good things. He did bad things. And he, as a musician, I people still listen to his music. You know, like the music was separated from the person. And that, I think when it comes to acting and music when it comes to like movies tv versus music 
I think they're different. They're polarized almost because we're almost used to musicians having rough lives. Mm. You know what I mean? And we know actors have rough lives also, but musicians like Elton John, uh, the Village People, Queen, Rolling Stones, the Beatles, uh, even Kurt Cobain and the Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a list. There's a, you know, probably we could go on and on. There's a huge list of musicians who have uh, done drugs, killed themselves, you know, had uh, questionable lifestyles, all these kind of things that were really separate from the music. It, it drove their music in a lot of ways, uh, but it wasn't like for the most part, their music wasn't a reflection of the you know kind of demons that they were facing that they were battling yeah i think of amy winehouse in this you know the song she's try to make me go to rehab yeah. and it's just sad to know that she didn't end up getting the help she needed and it she, is sad she yeah did die of alcohol poisoning but we i think still listen to that kind of music despite the lives that musicians lead right and we look at it more as a almost like i think maybe cautionary because, tale maybe perhaps is that too yeah. far of a stretch no i think it's just like it's a it's a good like test to to gauge things off of because music is something that kind of separates itself from the artists and the artists are the ones that bring it to life as as well as you know the the ones who are actually making the music the not just the words the lyrics but the instrumentals and all that kind of stuff but then you have the actors who play in you know the act, actors who play in t- television shows and movies and you know even i would say probably not as much like broadway musicals or plays but when we have mainstream celebrities who play in movies and tv shows when something comes out in their life that is less than desirable or even criminal uh, we look at we, we it's hard to look at their work of arts and if you can put it that way like it's a work of art it's hard to look at it the same when you know what they've done or what they've been accused of it becomes a reminder in a sense well this has been really big lately with the me too movement so everybody being accused of sexual misconduct and you know harassment and discrimination and all that it's kind of drug their names through the mud and whether they were guilty or not we look at them differently now as celebrities as artists i guess and i guess the same probably even more so in the industry of sports you have a lot of criminals. Yeah. You have a lot of people who've done bad things. And I think it's because they, they've been given a lot of money and a lot of freedom in, in just in that, that career and that field. And it like just one example comes to mind is OJ Simpson. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So amazing football player, Heisman trophy winner, like really great at what he did. But then everything that he had to go through with the scandal of being accused of murdering his wife and, you know, her lover and all that. And we watched it on the news and we saw him running from the cops and, you know, just that whole story. Like he he lost his career. He he's never been able to have the same kind of persona. The same, He's never been able to have this the same kind of uh, perception as he used to have because of that. And. I think something extreme like that, obviously murder, would ruin anybody's career if they're, you know, if they're in public eye, high profile. But yeah, I think if you look at each different medium, it really depends. Because like we were talking about music, 
you can look at examples and then think about how you react to the lifestyles that they've had, but then you look at television. I mean, yeah, well, even in music, just to interject here, my, my housemate, when I was watching that documentary about Michael Jackson, said he didn't want to watch it because he enjoys listening to Michael Jackson's music so much. And he doesn't uh-huh. want to taint that, that image. So I can kind of see the argument yeah. there as well, kind of like a you know blissful think, ignorance that's going on. Oh, yeah. On. No, I think a lot of people do that. I think for me, I don't know if this is just because I grew up in the era of Michael Jackson when he was really famous and really popular as a, as a child growing up and my parents listening to him and then my friends listening to him and all that kind of stuff. He was just really popular, but we also knew that there were suspicions of his crude lifestyle of things that he, you know, supposedly did in his, in his private time. And everybody just kind of knew that he was weird Mm. and there were some things off about him, but he made great music. And so when it kind of came out after the fact that he did live that really degrading, bad lifestyle, for me, it didn't really change the music because I, I, like the music is just the music when it right. comes to somebody like, for me, at least for Michael Jackson. But, uh, you know, you're kind of talking about this, this idea. And then you think about before television, obviously music's been around for a while, but before television and mainstream sports like they are now, we had really for a long time we had really famous people were artists you know they were painters they were yep. muralists they they were in that kind of art form and i think it's kind of telling if you look back now that we can look back since it's you know the future and we look back at these people you know and what they did yeah you discover something about their lives and then you're like oh at the same time if you look at their their uh, careers as artists like Michelangelo, Leonardo, Da Vinci. Uh, Never heard of them. Keep going. Okay, let me let me think of a few more you might have heard of. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rembrandt yep. and Picasso. The the details of their lives were more or less known probably when they were alive, and for for a lot of them, their their arts, their medium, you know, what they created in their life in their lifetime wasn't it wasn't it didn't make them famous until after they died and i think that was maybe just the way it was for uh you know like a lot of artists back then um but i i think i don't know i you think word travels slower back then probably yeah but yeah i can see what you're saying in that sense in my mind went to the fact that if you have someone famous and let's say you dug up some great work of art and then someone decided to write a biography about that person and goes into like the details of their lives. I'm sure you're going to find things that you don't agree with. You might find things that are terrible that that person person did. Um, like they could have been a slave owner like Thomas Jefferson, but yeah. um, well, I, it's, it's just one of those kind of things is where do you really go from there when it comes to separating those mediums of art? And I like the distinction you made when it comes to the different mediums of art and that, that does, I think, make uh, a difference. And I think also the, um, just like the culture we're living in now with the mediums that are being created, there's so much more mainstream mm-hmm. than these artists were obviously back in the day. And I think that has an impact as well because everybody feels that. Um, people feel really connected to artists these days because they're constantly listening to their music or they're watching their stuff and they have this, um, I'm not going to say it healthy, but they have this, like obsession with the celebrity 
and they care about this person. And so when something taints that person, they feel pretty bad about it and pretty awful. And then they're like, well, what do I do with this thing that I've been holding on so tightly to this person I've admired now? And I think it's different as if artists back in the day, um, they may have been admired, but they weren't, they were admired for like their work, which I think kind of was separate in a sense. Yeah. Uh, I think if you, if you think about the different mediums, like we're talking about, and you think about the way that, that the medium affects us, I know that for the artist, the medium is always personal, you know, for the most part, that's what they do. That's their craft. And that's kind of how their personality comes out and they tell stories in that way. So if you think about the way we perceive it though, and we rate it, if we're looking at paintings, you know, you can look at a painting, a famous painting and not know who painted it and still enjoy the painting. And then if you are somebody who's really an art buff and you want to learn more about it and you learn why the painter painted that, you know, maybe he was going through some kind of pain in his life or something, or maybe it was a story based on, you know, some tragedy or, or whatever, you, you appreciate the art more in, in, in a, like a human aspect, like a human way. You look at the art like that was his life on canvas or, you know, in, like in paint that it was telling a story. I think the same goes for music also. You're not really as connected to the musician or the artist because you, unless you go to a live performance, you're hearing the music. You're not seeing them perform the music. And so you can separate the musician from the music, especially music that's been covered a lot. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, you know, the original person who created it may not be the one who made it famous. And so you see the music and everybody interprets the music differently. But then if you have a medium like television or, you know, Instagram or YouTube or, you know, big screen movies, you're visually seeing the people act out their medium and they're creating this content. And so if something comes out that kind of separates them from the from the the art in a bad way, you I think it affects us more because we we rate things differently. Uh, just based on how we, you know, how we take take in these different mediums. So, what do you think some tips are for the people listening out there, and for when it comes to us and looking at art and artists when we're thinking through these things? Are there certain types of guidelines we have when it comes to looking at the art when the artist has been tainted in the, whether it's the public guy or we find discover something about their private lives, or is there a way we can still kind of Hold on to them. Should we have that blissful ignorance when it comes to certain um, artists because we like what they've created? Or should we be willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice for the greater good in a sense? What are your thoughts on, on that? I think it depends. I think a lot of the a lot of what we uh, hold as, as art or a lot of things that we appreciate in culture is subjective. Mm-hmm. And so... Very true. <laughs> you know, we we all like Certainly. different things. There's obviously there's objective truths to just like film a, a movie or yeah. a film being uh, crafted well. Or well, don't tell you, the Oscars that. Yeah, no. <laughs> the Osc- Oscars. What's that? That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, you mean the Academy of Snubs? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. So that's even subjective. So the you know the the award shows that we have are subjective and 
but at the same time, there is objective truth to something being good, like musically notes and and way thing the way lyrics are put together and the way that notes are put together can be like scientifically objectively good quality and same with cinematography there's just stuff that is is eye appealing and and it's put together well mm-hmm. and you know obviously with art when you have you know a painting that's that's easily something that's the most visual you, that can, you can tell you can say that was that really was good like that took a lot of talent really well done yeah, yeah. it was really well done but i think you have to consider how important the whatever it is that you that you hold a high value uh you know you hold to a high value how important it is to your life mm, like it's good i think movies for example yeah there's cult classics there's movies that are just cultural phenomenons like twilight <laughs> never heard of it yeah. keep going. Let's keep going. or harry potter or or there's be more serious like lord of the rings right. uh, you know godfather this classic movies. anything christopher nolan makes no i don't know about anything whoa, whoa but man. there's a lot of great movies out there that have had an impact more than just at the box office and so those kind of things i love those movies are yeah. are something that it's it's kind of rare. It's it's unique. I want to say rare. It's unique to our our culture since that medium has come out over the last you know a hundred plus years, where it, that's something that's not really a reflection of what's good in society. It's more of an entertainment factor. Yeah. And so you can look at arts like paintings and murals and things that have been done in the past, and they have a cultural importance to them because their history. And some people argue that that film is history, movies are history, and some of it can be, you know, historical and and really represents the culture at that time, or you know, it's really great works of art. And and then obviously music can have a great impact on our lives, both positive and negative. So when we're weighing these things with the artist who created it, what you know, if stuff came out in their life that was questionable or didn't line up with our our moral standards or you know maybe it's something we don't want to share with our children or promote then i i I think there's a lot the the good thing about this topic is there there's a there's a plethora of content out there that we can consume definitely so if there's a musician that did something that that they shouldn't have uh, then you can like I don't think that you should hold on too tightly to their music if it's gonna if it's gonna contradict your moral standards or same with movies, uh, same with art. Like if it's great art, but it was painted by Charles Manson or Hitler or something, making me cringe. You might not want to just look at that because you know the heart behind the person who drew it or painted it. Uh, you know, actors a little different because they're acting a role that somebody else wrote. For the most part, you know, just the majority of the situations are like that. But I would say case by case, just think about like, even if you like sports, like there's there's certain um, athletes who are still in the business, you know, football, basketball, baseball, who did bad things. They juiced, they, you know, have domestic violence against their, their girlfriends or their wives. They've gotten into accidents, DUIs, stuff like that. They've just, you know, had mess ups here and there. Or they, or it could be people like Michael Vick who ran dogfighting rings and 
you know, just did horrible stuff like that. Now, would you want to continue to support them? That's, I think that's a question that you have to really weigh on your own conscience. But I would say, like, my advice for our audience and all of those who will hear this, all those millions of people. Yes, indeed. Is you you just have to weigh how, like, weigh, I don't want to say sound cliche and weigh the pros and cons, but weigh what the person did against your own moral values and then think about how important what they created actually is to your life. Is it something you can cut out and not be affected by it because there's other things out there that are great and done by, you know, really upstanding people. Or if it's not something that the creator did that was, you know, outside the bounds of mistakes that you've made, then, you know, consider that. But I think it's tough. And if you don't like any of this stuff, just go create your own content. There you go. I think that's amazing. (laughs) Go create your own art. Go make your own YouTube channel that probably won't make money. That's that's mean. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But yeah, I think those are great points that you made. I don't have anything really further to add on that topic because I think you summed it up better than I could. <laughs> so anyways, I, I appreciate this conversation. Yeah. And yeah, if you if you have some great art that uh, you enjoy. Yeah, let us know. And, and yeah, let us know. Enjoy it. But yeah. also get outside and enjoy the outside world. Yeah, um, the, the greatest creator Yes. Art is a, is evidence in everywhere that you go. Wow. Outside. Inside this is too. probably my favorite podcast. <laughs> Just amazing. So beautiful. All right. This has been uh Nick and Nolan, as a matter of fact. We hope you guys have an excellent summer and we hope you keep doing what you're doing. And loving it. I promise that nobody's gonna love you like me.